Kia ora and welcome back to the Destinate NZ podcast. Hope you're having a great week so far wherever you are and thanks for joining us once again today. I'm Michelle Caldwell, the host of the show, and today we're going to discuss pricing for the domestic market. So this has been a major topic of conversation, both within the industry, but also out in the wider community. And to be frank, some of the discussions and comments on the initial news articles about tourism were soul-destroying. People with no understanding of the cost structures of running tourism businesses were telling us that we were too expensive, that we didn't care about the domestic market, so why should they support us now? And way more than I would never comment on here or share. It was pretty brutal. I heard one of our industry operators discuss this on the news one morning and he said something that really resonated with me. He said that we shouldn't worry because those people probably aren't our target market anyway. And you know what? I think he was actually right. In fact, I totally believe him. We've seen a massive desire to travel around New Zealand from Kiwis and nearly every region experienced some pretty amazing results over the school holidays. Kiwis are great travellers, as we know. The OE is a rite of passage for nearly all young Kiwis as they finish school or university or get a few years of work and some income behind them before they set off to explore the big wide world. And it's amazing how many really well-travelled Kiwis I've met overseas who've never been to the South Island if they come from the north or vice versa. Yet here they were on the other side of the world on a really intrepid trip of a lifetime. I guess it's a little bit like some of the sentiment you hear out of Australia. New Zealand's just across the ditch, so I can go there anytime. Encouraging domestics to travel their own country, to explore their backyard and to see home before leaving the country has been a challenge for quite some time and well before COVID-19 hit. But for now, they don't have a choice. And even better, now we finally have an agency, as in Tourism New Zealand, who is responsible for marketing domestic tourism. I see this as a massive win for our industry, as in the past we've had 25 plus RTOs all fighting over the domestic tourism dollar. So I'm hoping that an overarching national campaign is one that will pull everyone together in a more structured way. It also means that with this, each region will now really have to focus on their unique proposition and what makes them different. Anyway, I'm getting a little bit sidetracked. We'll discuss target markets another day. But back to pricing. Firstly, please do not drop your pants on your pricing because you've read in the media that tourism is too expensive here. That's my golden rule. There's other ways to make your product or experience more attractive and we'll get to that. Secondly, Only you will know your cost structures, what compliance costs you have, staff and wages, overheads, etc. So firstly, you need to have a really good understanding of your bottom line. There's also the cost of sales. What commission structures do you have in place? And I'd strongly urge you to consider keeping these, even at the moment. There are plenty of agents who have always sold outbound, looking at offering domestic packages right now. And you don't want to miss out on these opportunities by not getting your pricing right. There's also inbound operators still quoting and maybe even doing some domestic work too. So it would be in your best interest to look after these relationships. Remember, we're actually all in this together and some of those businesses have lost 100% of their revenue and they're doing whatever they can to survive until we open up the borders. So surely we can all work together to help each other out just a bit. 
And one day the borders will reopen and you'll be wanting to work with those inbound operators to get some international business through your doors. So just something to remember. So I mentioned before that I had a golden rule of not discounting. So let's expand on this. I have no problem with a short-term discount to drive some demand over a quiet time. But this isn't a blanket 50% off for the whole of winter, as an example. Remember, there are also some rules around discounting from the Commerce Commission. Businesses often discount goods and services and advertise the savings you can make by buying at the discounted price. And a common technique is to compare the discounted price with the non-sale price of the good or service. And that's often using usual, it was, the normal or everyday prices to highlight the bargain. The usual, was, normal or everyday price all mean the same thing. They're a reference to the price at which it's usually sold or the price at which it was offered before it was marked down. According to the Commerce Commission, a business that makes these types of discount claims might mislead customers if A. It does not charge the usual price. B. The usual price is made up only for comparison purposes. C. The claimed usual price is one of many prices at which the business commonly sells the good or service. And D. The claimed usual price is out of date. So if a business routinely sells products at a promotional price, then the promotional price becomes the usual selling price and it would be misleading for a business to keep claiming it was discounting a price when the discounted price has become the usual selling price. I hope that makes sense. So for me, it's okay if you offer something for a week or even a month, but it's not okay to offer it for six months. So how else can we make our pricing more attractive? Well, we can add value, throw in a photo, offer a free coffee, lunch, or an upgrade. This is a great way to encourage word of mouth, especially if you're able to add a photo or video into the mix that they can share with their friends. Combine it with a competition to win back their experience by using your hashtag and suddenly everyone will be sharing it. You can also partner with a local restaurant or retailer. Remember there's strength in numbers. So do a reciprocal deal whereby all of your customers receive something from a restaurant or a retailer and then the restaurant or retailer offers all of their customers something from you. For example, you give your customers a voucher for a free drink or coffee at a cafe or restaurant in town or it might be a $10 voucher to spend in a particular retail store. Then the cafe or retailer has vouchers behind the counter for you and if their customers spend $20, for example, they get a 15% off voucher for you or an upgrade or whatever value add offer you want to offer. If you're both advertising this through your social media channels and in store, it's a win-win. If you think your experience is still too expensive for the domestic market, take a look at developing a new product. Talk to your customers, find out what they want. Take a look at what's working in other regions. I know since lockdown ended, there have been some experiences that have completely overtaken my social media feeds with friends, bloggers, influencers, all sharing photos from similar places. The one that really springs to mind is the Volcanic Air float plane trip to the hot pools in Rotorua. 
I'm not actually sure if this is a new product for them, but it's one that is clearly resonating with the domestic market as it's always showing up in my Facebook feed. If you're a day tour operator or you just provide transport to and from your activity, why not include a brewery or a winery stop if you can? Let's face it, Kiwis love a drink. So if they can do this and have someone drive them, even better. So I hope that's given you a little food for thought if you've been pondering your pricing structure. It's really interesting getting out and about, talking to different operators since lockdown ended and hearing what they've all been doing. Some have held their prices as they were and haven't received any negative feedback, especially after the customers have experienced it. Again, it's the value for money people ultimately want. Some have dropped prices a little and are now saying they'll keep a domestic price even when the borders open. I personally think this is a little trickier to do as you then open yourself up to the chatter about ripping off the international visitors. It wasn't uncommon before COVID for businesses to offer a locals price though for those in their town or district and this has always worked pretty well, particularly as the locals often use this to bring through their visiting friends and family and as we've talked about on a previous podcast, that referral market is key. I've also seen the other end with operators completely dropping their pants on their pricing and offering a blanket 50% off for winter. I honestly can't see how anyone makes any money doing that. Or your lead price was wrong to start with. And maybe you need to start thinking about the ComCom rules I mentioned earlier. So that brings us to the end of another Destinate podcast. If you've got any questions or there's a topic that you'd like me to cover off for you, you can find me at DestinateNZ.com or on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter as DestinateNZ. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd really appreciate a five-star review or a share on your socials as this helps others find me too. Don't forget, new episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday, so hit subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out. Thanks for listening, everyone. Ka kite.